Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. Matt Parker on the other side of that screen. Spencer Holbrook here. We are going to talk Ohio State recruiting. And more importantly, we're going to talk about a recent promotion. Yesterday, uh, Thursday afternoon, Ohio State promoted James Laurinaitis, legendary Buckeyes linebacker, um, great NFL player, former radio host, uh, now coach in college football, promoted from graduate assistant to linebackers coach. Matt, what does this mean for the Buckeyes on the recruiting trail as now they have a full-time linebackers coach? Well, it means a lot of things, uh, Spence. For for one, the first thing that comes to mind is um, it, it really means that programs across the country have to find a new way to negatively recruit Ohio State linebackers or at least linebacker targets, I should say. Because, um, I mean, I, I know from a couple of, I would say, pretty trustworthy sources that uh, there was a lot of, you know, negative recruiting about Ohio State when it comes to linebackers in the sense that, you know, programs across the country were saying, oh, well, like, you you know, you don't know if Laurinaitis is going to be there by the time that you get there. Uh, specifically, Notre Dame was a big fan of 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 that pitch talking about Kingston Villamarasa, who is now in South Bend. Um, but you flip that on its head or rather you, you look at a new angle of what this means for Ohio state. And uh, I, I think James Laurinaitis is, is going to be in time because, you know, it's going to, to take time and I don't want to, you know, be overzealous or anything like that uh, kind of making this point here, but, I, I think it's really good for Ohio State to have someone like Laurinaitis on the recruiting trail for a couple of reasons. One, he's a young guy um, who, in a short amount of time, has done a lot of football things. I mean, you look at his Ohio State career, he's, you know, one of the best Ohio State linebackers to ever play the game. Um, you know, he, he's right up there with, I mean, we could rattle off Ohio state linebackers until we fell asleep. Um, but he, he has the resume, uh, he has the NFL resume. Like he knows what it takes to get to the highest level of the game and not only to get to the highest level of the game, but to perform well at the highest level of the game. So now he gets to take all of that experience, um, and he gets to go out on the recruiting trail and, and, you know, for lack of a better phrase, sell that to high school student or high school athletes and, you know, their coaches and their families and stuff like that. I mean, this is a guy who has, has everything that he is telling kids is something that he himself has done at Ohio state. So like, I mean, you look at, we're going to get right into it here talking about uh, someone that I spoke with yesterday and the story, the full story is on lettermanroad.com. Um, but looking at TJ Alford, 2025 linebacker, four-star out of Vero Beach High School, one of probably the number one guy for Ohio State on the recruiting trail right now uh, at linebacker. And, you know, the first thing that TJ said to me yesterday when I was talking with him about the promotion was just that, you know, this is something that 
he and Laurinaitis had been talking about for a while now. And it was just like, really, was Ohio State going to do it? Um, and I think that's how a lot of us felt. I know that's how you and I kind of felt about this. I think that's safe to say. Um, and But that relationship between Laurinaitis and Alford uh, is really, really important. I mean, it's really important. And and TJ tells, you know, talks to a lot of guys that cover Ohio State and says the same things. You know, he wants to go to a place where people have been there and done that. And, uh, you know, he said last night, you know, in order to be the best, you got to you got to get coached by the best. And in his mind, he thinks that's James Laurinaitis. So like that kind of really just encapsulates, you know, the point of, of, of what he can do. But. You, I think it was last night or this morning, I can't remember which, probably last night, knowing you, you're on top of it always. Last night, you wrote about just the overall impact, and, and you kind of mentioned, you know, actually the top of your story was all about Laurinaitis on the recruiting trail. So kind of go into that a little bit and, and how you see it, you know, being on the beat for going on six years now. Uh, well, it's good to have a full-time linebackers coach recruiting linebackers. Obviously, um Nobody knows Jim Knowles as a, a dogged recruiter, a, a guy who's going to grind on the road and and rack up those frequent flyer net jet miles. But, uh, you know, he wasn't afraid to go out on the trail. I think you saw him on the trail a little more often uh, in January than you had uh, at any time in his career so far at Ohio State. Um, this is a program that hasn't had a linebackers coach in a little while. And now you insert one back in there. And by the way, he's an Ohio State legend. You know, obviously we, we could go through. I called him in my story that you're referencing one of the most decorated Ohio State athletes of the 21st century because it's what he is. Um, you know, if you made like a, a Rushmore of Ohio State linebackers, it's probably like Randy Gratisher, who was just put in the Hall of Fame this past year, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, or a couple weeks ago. You look at like a Chris Spielman, Andy Katzenmoyer. You, you can't make the four without James Laurinaitis. You just can't. And so, you know, that it sells itself. But then on the field, you, he's obviously got to perform well and, and show that he can coach, which is the thing that I said was kind of holding him back. You know, Tim May and I kind of got in a little bit of not an argument, but but we had a differing opinions. Tim thinks that Ohio State waited to, to promote James because they wanted to see him as a recruiter. Well, I think I know him as a recruiter. You know him as a recruiter at this point. It was the on-field. Like, can you actually coach? You've only been doing it for two years. What are you like as a coach? I don't really have a lot of questions what he's like as a recruiter. He's going to win a living room 100%. I have no doubt he's going to win a living room. He's going to win a speech and a pitch. And when guys come on campus, they're going to connect well with him because he's still a young guy. So, like, there are a lot of things to like about James on the recruiting trail. And I, I think that this is a – a good move for Ohio State. Obviously, uh, special teams coordinator was an option. Obviously, uh, defensive line coach was an option. Also has to do a lot with recruiting because, you know, you need somebody, some assurance that you'll be coached by somebody, even if it's not Larry Johnson. But I do think that this is is definitely uh, a good move for the Buckeyes on the trail, uh, which is why we're sitting here talking about it. You know, we're, we'll get into maybe the big board now, Laurinaitis. Um, but it's – it, it can only mean good things because every time you talk to a young guy or a, line, a young linebacker or a prospect on the defensive side in general, James is at the top of the list of guys that they've connected with. Yeah. You mentioned, and this was just a thought I had pop into my head, but you, you mentioned Jim Knowles kind of taking a backseat, I guess, to recruiting and only worrying about the defense and 
scheming and, and, and everything like that and the development of guys that are there. And you take a step back and you kind of look at how Ryan Day has put together the staff for this upcoming season. And the parallels between both sides of the ball are, are pretty impressive. You have two very experienced guys in Chip Kelly and Jim Knowles, almost like the head coach of that side of the ball. Um, and then the the younger staff, with some exceptions, like, uh, I mean, Tony Alford isn't old, but he's not exactly young either. Um, and then you have Tim Walton, who, again, is not old, but he's experienced. That That's what we'll say. He's experienced. We'll say that. We'll go with that. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever works, right? <laughs> well, the point of that, of me bringing up this point and, and looking at how Day has structured this staff, it really promotes a lot of energy on the recruiting trail by having these younger assistant coaches kind of go out there and, and earn their chops, you know, uh, on the recruiting trail. And then they bring that talent to Ohio State where they develop as coaches as well. And Ohio State, you know, historically, and I mean, I would even say right now, Ohio State is not a place for coaches to develop. You know, that's where like you see coaches at Ohio State and they're either going to get promoted to head coaches at other schools or they're going to the NFL, you know, something like that. But there's a lot of young, young coaching talent at Ohio State right now, too. You know, and that's why in that press release yesterday sent out by Jerry Emig, you saw there were a, a bunch of extensions uh, for, for guys in there. Oh, I, I also meant to mention Larry Johnson is certainly uh, an experienced coach. Yeah. <laughs> We'll go with that. Larry Johnson is certainly an experienced coach who also got an extension. And we can talk about the recruiting impacts of that later on because um, we got we got some time to kill on this Friday. Um, but I, I think the way that the staff is constructed right now, and if you guys talked about this yesterday in, in the breaking video, I apologize for repeating it. But the way that this staff is constructed right now really lends itself to Ohio State recruiting aggressively by having a lot of younger coaches in, in key parts. Um, and now you see that again with Lauren Itis getting getting the elevation from grad assistant to the full-time linebackers coach, which who was the last, was it Al Washington was the last like full-time only coached linebackers? Yes. So, and that was, I mean, shoot, how long ago was that? Um, uh, 2021. Yeah. So going on three years now of not having someone that is just solely focused on, on linebacker play. And, you know, in the last two years with Jim Knowles running the show, I think Ohio state, I think the Buckeyes linebackers have, have gotten better. I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, and now that there's someone to only focus on the linebackers, I, I think that's, that's very important. And then you look at the, the aspect of Laurenitis going on the recruiting trail and finding the guys that he wants, you know, obviously it's going to be the guys that Jim Knowles fits his system. And it's the guys that Ryan day wants in the program from a culture aspect and things like that. But ultimately it, it, it does come down to, can I coach these guys? Can I develop these guys uh, into all of these things? And that's where it's exciting for me, right? Like that's on the recruiting side of things. That's where it's really exciting, um, trying to piece together the Laurenitis big board, uh, which we'll get into right now, if, if that's all right with you. 
Well, I wanted to add something because you talk about staff construction, so I think it's important. Ryan Day said uh, in his press conference a couple weeks ago, if you can't do it at Ohio State, you can't do it anywhere. They give you every tool, every resource. So the fact that they're going with these young guys who they think are good recruiters, they're giving them all of the resources to be good recruiters, and then those guys' personalities take over from there. You look at Keenan Bailey. If he can't be a great tight ends coach at Ohio State, he's not going to be a great tight ends coach anywhere in the country. Brian Hartline was the same way when he started his career. If you can't be a great wide receivers coach at Ohio State when they give you all the resources, um, and I'm not saying like the job is easy, but like they they give you the tools to be successful, and then you take it from there and do what you want with it. You know, Larry Johnson's made himself the best defensive line coach maybe of all time. Uh, you know, Tim Walton is a great recruiter, and he probably could do it anywhere. But the fact that he's doing it at Ohio State shows that, you know, you can do it at a high level at Ohio State. But but the thing Ryan Day was saying is, like, if you fail at Ohio State as a position coach, you will fail everywhere because they are not going to leave a stone unturned. You know, they're going to make sure that you have everything you need. And so for James Laurinaitis, you know, uh, he starts at a pretty good spot because he, you know, he's a good personality. He connects well with kids. And then also you give him the resources and the 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 ways and means that Ohio State has to – uh, you know, the full power of the block O and you either sink or swim. And so I think James Laurinaitis is going to definitely swim. Um, yeah. And I, I just think that that's something important to mention uh, here as we move into. Yeah. This is a guy that literally, literally has the block O tattooed on his arm. You know, yeah. like, like he's got what four pairs of gold pants, something like that. This, I mean, he knows, he knows what it means to be an Ohio state Buckeye. And now he's the, the third a uh, full-time assistant that played at Ohio State, joining Heartline and and Tim Walton. Um, that's another big aspect. Ohio State has lost to Michigan three years in a row, um, and for Laurenitis to go out on the trail and tell kids and tell you know kids' families, hey, like I know what this rivalry means because I played in that game. You know, I played in that game four times. Like I know what that means. Um, that's another very, very big component to all of this. Um, so just the, the ramifications of this are, are they're big. I mean, it, it's a, it's, it's a full-time assistant job at Ohio state. It's, it's hard to get bigger than that as far as an assistant coach position goes in college football, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So let's, let's shift gears here a little bit, Matt. We'll get into, uh, James Laurinaitis's big board because obviously like year one as an assistant coach, uh, you would think that maybe it's a transition or that, you know, he's going to have to sell uh, something new to all of these players. No, that's not the case. He's been recruiting these guys when they come on campus. He just couldn't go leave, leave the building and recruit until he was uh, a partial uh, or a traveling assistant this past month when, when the Buckeyes were, were during their active period, I guess you could say, since now it's dead, I guess a live period. If we're going to call the other one a dead period, is this an alive? Was well, it the alive? I believe, I believe it's technically called a contact period. Sure. Uh, so study sure. your calendar, buddy. Sure, there you go. Whatever you want to call it is what we will call it moving forward. How about that? You call it the contact period because you're paid to call it the contact period. I'll just call it the alive period and have some fun with it. So hey, Ohio State uh, is paid to call it that, not me. I'll call it the alive period too. Why not? So James James was on the road, so he's made contact with quite a few of these guys during the alive period. Um, I big dumb football guy who comes out about once an episode here on the recruiting program. My uh, yeah, 
you look up and down the, the top 10, 15 linebackers in the country, the top five is tough sledding for the Buckeyes. I'll be real honest here. Like, if you're just looking at star rankings, and, and you know, that's fair because if a guy's a five-star, he's probably got an offer from Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, and and then the rest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, in some ways it's fair to look at the star rankings, but in other ways you have to kind of customize it to specific linebacker coaches' likings. In the in the top five of the linebackers, two of them are from Georgia, um, and they're not leaving the SEC. That's Zayden Walker and Tavian Wallace. Two of them are from Texas, Riley Pettijohn and, and uh, Jonah Williams. They're probably not leaving the South either or the SEC footprint. And well, then we'll, we'll get into those two. That, yeah, those for sure. Names. For sure. Yeah. Which is, I'm kind of teeing you up here on the week of the Genesis Invitational here, man. Uh, and then the other one of the five is Nasir Wyatt, who's from modern day. And I think he's probably going to Oregon. So yeah. of those top five, Matt, because everyone loves to talk about the top, top of the board, even if Ohio state maybe thinks the number nine linebacker, just throwing a number out there is the top of the board. TJ offers the ninth linebacker. But anyway, of those top five, like, is there is there like room for James Leonidas to take a big swing here in that top five and and maybe go for a home run here uh, in his first two months as the linebackers coach? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's that's what he got promoted to do, right? Like that mm-hmm. that's his job. That's what he gets paid to do now. Uh, Riley Pettijohn out of McKinney High School, the number twenty seven overall prospect. What'd you say, number three linebacker? I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he just came out with his top six on Wednesday. I think it was. And Ohio State's on the list. Um, Laurenitis visited him in January. That was the first visit uh, between the two. And then HCRD, that's head coach Ryan Day, for for those not in the lingo, if you will. Uh, Ryan Day made a visit to McKinney High School as well at the end of January. That's a recruitment that Ohio State's trying to put itself in. Um, Texas and Texas A&M are the schools to like really watch right now. Just, I mean, given the proximity, um, Pettijohn has been to both schools a couple of times. He has not yet visited Ohio state, but he has a visit lined up and scheduled for March 30th. Um, and I'm not saying any, I'm not putting any stock into this. I'm just putting this out there into the ether for folks. But the last prospect that visited Ohio state Easter weekend was Edric Houston, who's currently enrolled at Ohio state right now. So just a fun little fan theory I'm, uh, I'm going to put out there for the for the folks to take. Because why not? We're having fun today, right? That's called an Easter egg, man. Sure, sure. Why not in February? Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah. And then Jonah Williams is, is an interesting prospect just because is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? Um, a lot of programs are trying to figure that out right now. Ohio State being one of them. Uh, Tim Walton is pretty involved in that recruitment, I believe. So, I mean, if Tim Walton's involved, you obviously have to pay attention. But Laurenitis does have contact um, with Williams, uh, just according to a couple of people I've talked to. So that's that's an interesting position, or at least just because that position for Williams is really yet to be defined. Um, he has a good size to him. But I think if he gets any bigger, he's going to move down into the box and, and be a linebacker. And then from there, that's kind of where things change for Ohio State. Personally, I think Ohio State views Williams more of a safety. Um, you know, he's got a linebacker build, but safety speed, um, which is you like to see that, I guess. Texas high school football is just different to begin with. Um, but then I think 
uh, Williams is supposed to visit Ohio State in March, by the way, working on a date, but he was supposed to visit during that junior day uh, in January when, I mean, Justin Hill was there, Eli Lee was there, a, a bunch of guys. I mean, pretty close to all of Ohio State's 2025 class was there, minus uh, Zahir Mathis. And uh, I think, yeah, at the time, this was after Devin Sanchez had committed to Ohio State. So he wasn't there either. But you get the point I'm trying to make here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just moving on with, with the Jonah Williams thing. Like I said, I think if he gets any bigger, because right now he's about 6'2", 6'3". If he gets any bigger into that like 6'3 and a half, 6'4", I would think he would he would move down to the box. And then that kind of changes things for Ohio State just because – I they're more looking at him as that safety and they have other guys on their linebacker board, which as you mentioned, the number nine linebacker per the on three industry rankings, I believe he's number seven by on three itself, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, Either way, he's a top 50 player, no matter how you look at it. Uh, That's TJ Alford. And he has a visit set to Ohio state for March 23rd. That's shaping up to be a pretty – I think that's going to be one of those big spring weekends for Ohio State, and that's always fun. Um, and he has a commitment date set for March 30th, his late grandfather's birthday. So Ohio State is the last visit before that commitment announcement. Um, you know, you read the tea leaves there, think what you want. I do like Ohio State to win that recruitment, and it's ultimately because of the relationship that Laurenitis and – um, excuse me, that Alford have have built. That's a guy that camped at Ohio State last summer. Uh, I'm not sure if you were there, if you were on your honeymoon or, or doing what or playing hooky or doing something, but uh, TJ Alford and Eli Lee camped at the, at the same day, and it was just really awesome linebacker play. Like, it was just really, really awesome. I think that was also the camp where uh, four-star running back Jordan Davison was there from modern day. Um, I'm not too, I'm not too certain about that. I have to go back and really look it up, but I'm pretty sure that was the same day. And if memory serves correctly, Davison and Alford did a one-on-one together. And that was awesome. Like that, that was like, it it felt like watching good on good at Ohio state practice, but with high schoolers, mind you. So like, allow me to speak in hyperbole just for a moment here. Um, but yeah, TJ Alford is at the top of the board for Ohio state right now. Um, this is a class where I could very well see Ohio State taking three linebackers. It already has one with Eli Lee in the class out of Akron, Archbishop Hoban. Um, Eli Lee may not be the highest rated guy in, in the 2025 cycle, but this is a guy who plays for one of the best programs in the country, let alone the state of Ohio. Uh, a lot, went to the Division II state championship and lost in a defensive battle against Maslin Washington, Washington, who happens to be one of the best programs in the state of Ohio. So, like, Eli Lee finished his junior season with 100-plus tackles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's pretty impressive when you look at the schedule that Hoban plays. Uh, they play a lot of those Cleveland Catholic schools and, you know, just a lot of places like that. So it's a very tough schedule. It's very competitive football. Um but he's been in the class since October. And again, Spence, another reason why, I mean, why he's in the class is because of his relationship with, with Ohio State. I had a story uh, published not too long ago, I think, um, 
and I spoke with Eli about, you know, what he thought about Laurinaitis getting promoted. And, you know, he, he said, you know, that's someone that he's looked up to as, as a fan and as a linebacker. And now that's going to be his coach when he gets to Ohio state. So like just the full circle of it all for, for Eli Lee is really, really something that like he really enjoys. Um, but to the, to the board, TJ Alford is, is certainly like the, the top of the board. And then it starts to get a little bit interesting for Ohio state. Um, we might, we mentioned Riley Pettijohn. He's there. Um, Elijah Melendez out of Florida committed to Miami right now. He's, he's someone that Ohio state is, is poking around with stuff like that. Um, Dante McClellan doesn't have an offer out of Canton McKinley, but that's someone that both Jim Knowles and James Laurinaitis like a lot. Um, someone to keep an eye out on. So the, there are levels to it, but there certainly TJ Alford is like the guy right now. Yeah. Other names include uh, Madden Faramo. I think I'm saying that correctly uh, yeah. out in, out in uh, San Diego, California. Uh, James Laurinaitis might get some, some frequent fly miles of his own up to the, out to California uh, at some point. Eli Lee, we will say, is the number 52 linebacker in the country. I would expect a big ratings bump from him at some point during his senior year. That's the linebacker board, though, Matt. Like, those are the guys that, like, for now, everyone should know. Obviously, there could be some campers this summer that rise up. There could be some uh, some surprises because uh, Ohio State is Ohio State, and the standard is the standard at Ohio State. And they're not just going to recruit lower-level guys. If they bring some – random four or five star from Georgia or Florida and they fall in love with Ohio state, then you never know because um, Ohio state expects a rating or a recruiting bump when James Laurinaitis officially gets on the trail and takes over as the full-time linebackers coach. We'll see if they get that Uh, where the Buckeyes have gotten recruiting bumps though, uh, Matt for the last, you know, however many years is with Larry Johnson. He's under a new two-year contract through the 2025 season. He'll coach 2024 and 2025. Per the contract, we'll see what happens with, uh, you know, retirement rumors, of course, retirement possibilities. There's always, I mean, the guy's not going to coach forever. Right, yeah. And so, yeah, so he's got a new two-year contract. Uh, Tim Walton has a two-year contract extension through 2026. That is really important. Jim Knowles as well on that two-year contract extension through 2026. And then Keenan Bailey gets a, gets a one-year extension through 2025. All of that's to say the Buckeyes are taking care of their own making sure that they keep their top recruiters and the guys they believe in on that staff. Um, Is there anything – we don't have to go through one by one each of these guys, Matt. Is there anything from those extensions that stick out to you on the trail? Mine, obviously, is Larry Johnson, but, like, it's two years, but also, like, if he chooses to retire at the end of 2024, then he could just retire. So, like, that one I I don't really see as, like, a big, like, oh, my gosh, they gave him two years, but, like, between I guess so I guess between Knowles, Walton, and and uh, Keenan Bailey, which one of those stands out to you as being important for recruiting? I mean, it it, it would I think it would be ignorant to choose anyone other than Tim Walton, just mm-hmm. based on what he's done since he got to Ohio State. Um, we talk about Tim Walton a lot on this show, but that's because he gives us a lot to talk about with what he does on the recruiting trail. Um, I mean, it's not very often that you see Ohio State land the number one and the number two cornerbacks in the country. And that's what they did in February. Like, they got Devin Sanchez, the number two cornerback, and then they got Naeem offered the number one cornerback. And we're sitting here, and it's February 16th. 
obviously you have to hang on to these guys because they don't sign on the dotted line uh, the moment they announce their verbal commitment. Um, I'm sure a lot of programs would love that if that could happen, you know, but that's just not the reality of, of how this all works. Um, but it, it just gives Ohio State continuity. It just gives these kids that are, you know, Tim Walton has three cornerbacks in the, in the class right now. Is there room for a fourth? I mean, he's certainly going to make room for a fourth if, if there's someone out there like a Dorian Brew who's still out there. Um, you know, one of my favorites in the class, Mark Zachary. Uh, thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Uh, now I got derailed, man. Don't read your own press is what they say, right? Anyway, my point with uh, um, Mark Zachary, that's a guy that, like, I really like out of Ben Davis High School, which Ohio State obviously knows pretty well. But the promotion to assistant head coach, like, that's really just like a pay bump, you know, like, or assist, yeah, assistant head coach. Like, that's really just a pay bump. But, like, he's also basically the head coach of the secondary, right, which is a, an extremely important thing on the recruiting trail because Tim Walton basically like if today was signing day and he signed those three corners in Naeem offered Devin Sanchez and Blake would be, that would be great. Like that would be fantastic. Um, but him being essentially the head coach of the secondary means he's also going to help out Matt Guerrero on the recruiting trail as it relates to safeties uh, guys like Fahim Delane out of good council in, in Maryland Um you have Trey McNutt out of Shaker Heights, just outside of Cleveland. Uh, Cody Haddad in St. Ignatius in Cleveland, a Wisconsin commit. Um, there are, I mean, there, there are a bunch of guys that Ohio State is recruiting for its complete back end at the safety position where Tim Walton's going to insert himself just, you know, as another voice. Not, not in a way, oh, I'm taking over this recruitment, but in addition to what Matt Guerrero is going to be doing on the recruiting trail. and that's a good thing like that that's a good thing and the fact that the fact that these you know these prospects these high level prospects now know that Ohio State is committed to Tim Walton and they you know they want him to be at Ohio State for as long as he wants to be at Ohio State it makes it a lot easier for these kids to sit down and take what Tim Walton and Macarary are saying to them seriously you know like that's kind of my viewpoint on it yeah, so here's the here's the other thing that I think is worth considering. Keenan Bailey gets an extension because he was a hot commodity, had chances to leave for quite a few other opportunities this offseason. Um, he gets an extension, and his uh, I would assume that comes with some sort of salary buyout, which wards off people trying to poach a tight ends coach. That's just the reality. Tim Walton is now the assistant head coach. That's a pay bump. He's the secondary head coach. That's a pay bump. Um, he's really, really damn good at what he does that led to a pay bump um, we assume. And so what that does is it not only leaves with continuity, but it also says, Hey, you know, we're willing to to pay you. And also if someone wants to take you, they have to pay you. There's not really a place Tim Walton for Tim Walton anywhere else in college football, because he's at his alma mater and doing a lot of good and making a lot of money. But the NFL is obviously going to take note of what he's doing in development. And so then the NFL would have to pay a buyout to get Tim Walton away from Ohio state. That helps to have that. And then for Larry Johnson, it's all about just 
being able to tell recruits that he's got two more years. So like all there, there's different meanings to these extensions, in my opinion, you can kind of read the tea leaves on what they mean. But for Tim Walton, I think it's super important. Like you said, the continuity building that 2025 class. And then it's almost like quarterback right now with the corners, like get your 2025s in the class and then get on to 2026. You start developing relationships before everyone else and you get a head start. And I think you're going to see uh, the man they call OG Walt start to do that in the 26 class uh, along with the 25 class. I think that that is uh, important on the trail is if you can get ahead, you know, I'm sure James Laurinaitis is going to try to get ahead. If they land a commitment from TJ Alford on March 30th, like, like you said that you expect, then you can start to not only, you know, start to, to close the book on 2025 and get those guys in the fold and get the guys that you want in the fold. Then you can move on to 26 and start to really build and snowball. Tim Walton's done a great job of that. Ryan Day's done it for years. Brian Hartline's done it for years, even to an extent Tony Alford's done it the last few years. Um, gets you a head start on the next year. And I think that that's going to be important for Tim Walton. And now that he's got the contract continuity, he can really start to do that into the future. Yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned the NFL piece about Tim Walton. I mean, I guess the NFL calls for, for anybody, you know, like if you are a competitive guy, which all of these coaches are, no matter what program they're at, but especially at a place like Ohio state, you know, the NFL is always going to call. But like, do do you genuinely think that, you know, a guy like Tim Walton, who has the NFL experience and has been there and done that. I mean, I guess he came back to college after being um, at LSU with Nick Saban when when they won the national championship back then and then went to the NFL and then went back to college. Um, but I could definitely I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Is that I don't want to speculate anything, actually. Uh, no, I just think it's important. Like he's a really good coach. And so, like. Yeah. You know, Andy's at a spotlight program. So like I that is literally just me saying like what the extension means of like yeah. at least there's going to be a price tag if you're going to try to get him. And it would it will warp people off. But also it gives recruits a reason to say, hey, this guy's going to be here for the long haul. And, uh, you know, go listen to to uh, Naeem Offord's interview with Philip Dukes of on three. Uh, yeah, great. New addition to, a great new addition to the on three YouTube channel. Uh, Philip does a great job, really connects with the recruits too. He's fantastic. But you listen to that interview with Naeem and he is talking about Tim Walton. Like you heard Jalen Ramsey talk about Tim Walton um, in that clip that now is kind of viral for Ohio state. So like, you know, it's one of those things where recruits are going to see, okay, Tim Walton's going to be here for the long haul and uh, he's developing top end talent. I mean, that that's great. And now you've got, I think it's important. You've got James Laurinaitis, you know, on a, a three. I think it's a three-year contract. I could be wrong. Uh, that sounds right. That sounds right. No, it's a two-year deal through 2025. But every defensive assistant is now locked in through at least 2025. So, you know, what was what was the Guerrero contract? Is that also uh, the case? I believe it's two. So I think everybody except for Knowles and and Walton are locked in through 25, and then Knowles and Walton are locked in through 2026. Yeah. The recruiting piece of this, and it kind of full circles back to what we started with, so we can end it here. It's like James Laurinaitis now with two years at least on a deal. If he's good at this first year, he's probably going to get an extension. You're looking at staff continuity on the defensive side that Ryan Day has never had. Yeah. And so I think that that's important, and, and James just adds another layer to that. I mean, I think I think that's the last time Ohio State has had that in general, probably since Luke Fickle was the defensive coordinator. You know, and that was the better part of 10 years ago. Um, 
How much do you think it pains Florida State, by the way, that Ohio State can use Jalen Ramsey as a recruiting like advertisement? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like funny. I'm sure I'm sure the folks in Tallahassee are just real happy about that, you know. Yeah. But a program like Florida State has enough of its own problems to worry about right now, rather than, you know, one of the best players to ever go through the program uh, being used by Ohio State for a recruiting pitch. But I digress, as Tim May would say. Um, been here 35 minutes. Is there anything else on your mind as we as we sit here? There's still another uh, about two weeks, about a week left odd time in in the dead period before the quiet period starts on march 4th the quiet period is when recruits can visit campus but coaches cannot go out on the road that's that's the secret it's a big hush the hush period you know yeah it's the non-yap period no no yapping getting done this is always the yapping period over here. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, there's a lot of yapping going on about Ohio State recruiting. It never stops, Matt. There's not really anything else on my mind. I think uh, next week is going to be another slow one. I hope that this wasn't too slow for anybody. But we needed to talk about the impact because James Warnitis, obviously everybody thinks he's going to be a good recruiter. Um, and we'll see if he can become an elite recruiter and an elite position coach for Ohio State. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll take some subscriber questions over on the Letterman Lounge message board for a show next week instead of uh, just sitting here and yapping for 40 minutes. Uh, does that sound like something you would be interested in doing, Matt? Yeah, give give me uh, give me prompts to yap about. That's yeah. great. I, I'm because all, all of the people watching this video live right now need to go to lettermanroad.com to submit their question. Subscribe, $1 for your first month. $1 for your first month. That's basically $1 for your question to the Letterman Lounge message board. Matt and I will cover the best ones on the show next week. A uh, little Q&A recruiting Letterman Lounge. Open up, I guess you could call it the mailbag. We'll just we'll just call ourselves the the uh, the LRPS, the Letterman Row Postal Service. Uh, and we'll answer some questions. Does this sound like a fun thing, Matt? Yeah, I'm, this may sound sarcastic, and I don't mean it to be, because I am by nature a very sarcastic person, but... Uh... I'm real jazzed about it, actually. That'll be some fun. Let's get some questions going. Next week, be there at B-Square. Also, submit your question or B-Square. Uh, LettermanRow.com, the Letterman Lounge message board, $1 for your first month. You'll like it so much that the pricing doesn't matter. After that, it'll also get you through the first couple weeks of spring ball. We'd love to see you guys over there, and we would love to have you over there if you're not a member yet. Click the subscribe button here to the YouTube channel. Like the video, comment, whatever you think of us, good or bad. Matt's haircut looks incredible. If you would disagree, make sure to say something in the comments. And we will see you at lettermanrow.com where you will subscribe for a dollar for your first month. We'll see you guys over there. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Letterman Lounge. James Laurinaitis officially removed that interim tag on the on the recruiter. He's now the full-time linebackers coach. Buckeyes having a really good offseason. We're talking about it at lettermanrow.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.